You're listening to Irish Radio Candidate Home and Abroad, and last year I had the opportunity to chat with uh, Kevin and Eleanor Lee about their shoebox project with Kulatin and Jim Kelly, uh, from originally from up the Ottawa Valley, who was one of the contributors, shared what he had planned, uh, because this was before the launch of the book and the gathering that happened at Kulatin. And um, since then, the shoebox project has come to fruition. And the book has been published and it is um, compiled by Kevin and Eleanor Lee and Tom Jenkins. And one of the contributors, Katie Harrison, Katie is here with me. And um, welcome, first of all, Katie. Thanks a million for coming along. Thank you. And uh, let's put things in context. What's the connection back to Colatin? Where's the, the family connection? Um. My family, it's not through me, it's through my husband. Yep. Um, his, his ancestors were Lawrence, um, Martha and John Lawrence, who came to Canada in um, the late 1800s, 1800s, um, I think it was 1845 or 46 or 7 in there, and they left Culloden. Because of the left um, Wicklow County and, and came over on the ship, the Jesse, um, and uh, were in Fergus, um, Ontario for maybe a couple of years and then came north into Glenelg Township. Right. And they were part Great of. Great County. So, yeah, so they were part of what's known as the, well, that was the Fitzwilliam migration, where Lord Fitzwilliam, who was the, the owner of Culloden and had a very large estate, uh, the easiest way to put it is facilitated the migration or transportation of many of his tenants over to Ontario. And this was at a time when the rail lines and Canada was opening up and there was development of the railways. And Lord Fitzwilliam actually had uh, shares in the rail company. So it actually helped his purpose to be able to send workers from the estate in Culloden over to Canada and it helped with the development of the rail. So while on the one hand it was the time of the famine and people were struggling in Ireland and Lord Fitzwilliam um, may have generously helped people, it also helped himself in many ways in facilitating what was an investment he was in being involved in. And I just wanted to put some of that context in place there, Katie. Yes. So uh, your um, your husband's ancestors were part of that migration. Yes, they were. Now, um, to bring it up to more recent times, or I, and it's your late husband, and we'll talk about that in a little bit as well. Um, before your husband passed away, uh, had he had the opportunity to go back to Ireland? He had the opportunity, but we didn't take it. Um, we were on vacation in Texas, and um, Kevin Lee had invited us to um, come come to Ireland. And um, we needed to do, do our reservation by the end of January. And I um, had down payment, and I asked him, I said, well, I better get that done. And he said, I don't think I want to go. And I said, why don't you want to go? He said, because um, I'll have difficulty um, sitting on the plane. He, he was a big man. He uh, was probably about 400 pounds about that time. He's six foot four tall. So he, and um, 
he just didn't think. But and stupid me, I didn't think we could have come first class. But I, but I, you know, I didn't think that through. And he said that I could go, and I said I didn't want to go because it was his his family. <clears throat> so um, anyway, um, then he passed away in November 2019. Okay. Um, a lot of co- comorbidities, um, high blood pressure, um, heart heart trouble, you know, everything. <clears throat> anyway. Um, so then 2020, I, I um, said to my daughter, I'd really like to go because 2020, you, um, Kevin and Eleanor were hosting again. And um, so we booked and that got canceled because of COVID. 2022, uh, we finally made the trek and it was wonderful. But before you tell me some of the details of the, the that aspect of it, um <clears throat> Your husband's affinity and what Ireland meant to him. Did oh, that... he lo- yes, it meant a lot to him. Like, um, that's, that's the only ancestors he had were, were Ireland and like another, um, his, um, Harrison side of the family came from County Cavan. Right. And, and, um, and that's been well known for, you know, for all the generations. But didn't know exactly where in County Cabin. Right. And, and I'd like to, I'd like to explain that Diane Kehoe Lawrence and Ken Lawrence, um, did our family tree, the Lawrence family tree. They collaborated on, um, the information they had. They did the research and, um, it's 175, 76 pages now of, oh. um, of information <clears throat> of all the generations. And the, the, you know, the, the, the families on the side, um, Huttons and, uh, well, um, what, the, I should have had this in front of me. You're hurry, hurry, Katie. So, so as a part of in, 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 since you met Ken, um, and all through your life, I guess you were dragged into, um, Irish culture. Yes, yes. And, um, Ken, one of the the gentlemen that started that that family tree was Arthur Lawrence from from Durham, and he um, he wrote about his sister, his siblings, and when they came, and he wrote stories about them. And one story is his his one sister was married to a long drink of of liquor, and he was abusive. And um, he, he was spending um, $75. He, his take-home pay was $75 a week, but um, the, the, he was spending $50 on the, on the booze. And then his poor wife, um, who, who he abused, and um, she didn't have enough money to, you know, to feed the family. And I thought that's quite a story that Mr. Arthur Lawrence wrote in this. So that was really the beginning of the, of the Ken Lawrence. Um, Ken Lawrence, it was Arthur's grandson. And, um, and, uh, and then, uh, and Diane, I, I'm not sure the, the real connection about Diane. Mm-hmm. So when you went, um, back in 2022, 
for the launch of shoeboxes. And um, it was and extra. Did, it was it was, did, ex, it was extra special it, for you. Yeah, we didn't make it to that. Okay. Um, we, we were on, we were we had planned a, a tour, Royal Irish tours, and okay. then then Kevin and Eleanor picked us off the tour about four days before the end of the tour, and they gave us a private tour. So, uh, Katie, Kevin, and, and Eleanor decided that they were going to give you a very special. Yes. Uh, sure. And it was special in more ways than one. Yes. Can I tell you one more story? Sure. Listen, we were on the Royal Irish tours and at the last day of the tour, that they were wondering that our companions on the tour, like our, our other folks on the tour, wondered um, if we knew these people, this Kevin. And I said, well, just um, through um, Facebook and that kind of thing. Well, how can you know? Do you know what he looks like? And I said, no, I don't agree. And they were concerned for our safety. You mean you're just going to get off the bus here and they're going to come and pick you up and you really believe they're going to pick you up? So that was, um, you know, it yeah, made well, us chuckle. You, you were in no better hands in any yeah, way. You were yeah, no exactly. Better. No, you were in no better hands, I know. Um, so, But it was very special in more ways than one. It was. It was um, um, when I, we were speaking with Kevin earlier before we made the, the trek. Um, he wondered if my husband, late husband, had been cremated or was a full burial. And um, he was cremated. And uh, so Kevin asked if we could bring over a little vial of ashes and sprinkle them on the doorstep of the ancestral home. And this makes me a little bit weepy. That's all right. It was, it was just, you know, it was um, the highlight of the whole trip. And, um, and he's safe in Ireland with his family. And um, that's the way I look at it. And I think uh, for you also, it must have been a tremendous um, joy. It was. And it was closure. Yes. Another another step in the closure, um, because he when he passed away, um, we don't do um, burials in the winter here in Canada because of the snow, and um, so we had to wait till the next spring, and then COVID had had hit, so we couldn't do it, and um, then. Um, when Kevin asked about, then I needed to get the the remains from the urn, and um, it was just wonderful. Yeah, it was it was the highlight of everything. And I know it's impossible to, in any way, imagine. But um, had Ken um, expressed a wish, it was probably beyond his wildest dreams that he could have had some of his ashes sprinkled at the homestead in Ireland. I, I would say so, because he, they, like um, we were all about family, like way back, as far as we can remember, and I, I would think so. Yes, I don't know how I can add to that. So, Katie, did you and Ken, um, have, had you any family? And have yes. You and yes. Has this in any way <coughs> um, enkindled in them um, uh, a reconnection 
from a heritage perspective. Yeah, especially with my daughter. Like um, she was going to, she came with me when we did come to Ireland, um, which was good. She had no, you know, she has no children, so she and her husband could look after their dog. <laughs> and um, uh, what can I say about that? Uh, yes, like oh, and plus. When COVID hit, I loved it because I could do the family tree. I could work on my side of the family tree too, and um, no no interruptions, you know, no visitors, no going here, no going there. It was we're at home. I loved it. So, um, we're the there's um, Kevin and Eleanor along with Tom Jenkins are about to start a tour across Ontario where um, they are. Introducing, I suppose, what would be fair to say, uh, the Shubat project, and they yes. will be they will be traveling around uh, over the coming month during the month of March. Yes. And uh, I, I understand you've been um, helping them get that somewhat put together. Yes, um, uh, we have a location right in um, close to Durham. In, in, out in Wilders Lake is the actual location, and the name of the facility is Homestead Golf and Country Club, and that farmland was owned by the Lawrence family, um, and I do have the name, but I don't have it right here in front of me. So it's so um, that I thought that was a good place to host this. It has a large dining room, and we can they can facilitate 50 or 60 people to join, whereas the rest of their tour has been in the libraries, and um, they don't have the you know the 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 room, the space to have more than 15, 20 people. Right. And, um, so I think we I think we've um, we're doing a, a big lift off here. Indeed. And they're with you on the 12th of March, but I should mention 9th of March is in Toronto, 11th of March is in Hamilton, then 12th is in Durham, 19th, Peterborough, Ontario, 20th, Kingston, 21st is is in Ottawa, and the 22nd is in Belleville. So there will be a fantastic opportunity for people of Irish heritage uh, and who are certainly, um, who are part of the Fitzwilliam migration, uh, that they can come out and that they can participate and learn more and get a copy of the shoeboxes as well. Yes, exactly. It's, it's, uh, it's wonderful. I'm just, I'm so happy that they, they, that they came here. It might have been a little better if they didn't come in the middle of winter and I can, I can assure them that they're not going to get mosquito bites here. I know, I know, Katie, but I suppose given now, <laughs> Uh, that the Canadian government has recognized the month of March as Irish Heritage Month. Yes. It's very much appropriate that the month of March yes, is. exactly. And what I should do is direct anybody who's looking for specific, specific information on this, if you go to www.colatincanadianconnection.com, and I'm going to spell that. That's C-O-O-L-L-A-T-T-I-N. CanadianConnection.com and there's a tab there which is shoeboxes and it gives all the details and you can find out the details of where you can go and you can sign up if you want to get a little bit more information on that. 
Katie, um, thank you so much for coming on. It has been uh, a real pleasure chatting with you. And I know it probably gives you that warm glow when you can think about that you had the opportunity to spread your uh, Ken's ashes at the old family homestead. Exactly. And and I need to um, to mention that um, there was a news journalist at that sprinkling, and he videotaped the the activity, and Kevin Lee spoke. So if that could be made available to people, I'd, I'd be happy about that. But it, you know, if it we'll, can't be, it's fine. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll be able to find a link to that. Yes, thank you kindly. Thank you.